Bishop is drawn to Scotty. It drives me nuts. <laughs> <And> his rod just... <laughs> I'm going to bring a thermosil. Must suck to suck, huh? <laughs> They're adorable. Oof, you got to walk home that day. Welcome to the Catch Up Podcast. I'm Mariah Daniels. And I am Scotty D. And uh, we talk all things fishing on this podcast and hunting. Outdoors, lifestyle. We're from South Florida. Uh, most recently, we got out to uh, Sebastian. A little family fishing trip. And uh, really, you don't need a boat. It's... We didn't even bring one this time. Well, it was a it was a last minute kind of thing. After work, we were like, let's just go. It's like an hour and a half drive from where we are here in West Palm Beach. And um, we're like, you know what? Let's just go adventure, not really plan too much for it. We know, you know, there's a lot of different fish up there where we can catch. And that's what we're going to exactly. go for. And what we're going to talk to you guys about to show you that you don't need a boat all the time to go Who fishing because <laughs> it was a sleigh fest. With the night fishing, which is different in a way that i don't really get out much in night fish the way you do yeah uh, only because we have a child <laughs> so someone's got to stay at the campsite she's got to make any excuse she wants not true because <laughs> grandma was with the child and she could have got up but some no, people no. when you give them that little nudge and say hey honey come on we're going fishing. well this is the early morning when i'll go out and fish at night when we're like at sunset it we was get 2 out a.m uh, yeah, two a. You try to wake me up at two a.m. I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I was, I went out I by don't... myself. <laughs> well, I know you did, but when we got out, we did some dock fishing at uh, the campsite we were at is uh, Long Point, and uh, they just have a dock. It's a boat dock, launch. Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. a boat ramp with a dock. That's the, all it is. It's a small little dock right there on the river. This tiny little area, and uh, it's really like a first come first serve <laughs> when you get there because it's small. So if there's yeah. already a handful of people there, there's no point. And fishing, so it is about getting there at a decent yes. time to get there to set up <laughs> to post up and for that, fishing, and that's why we go at two a.m. Well, depend tide dependent, you have to have an outgoing tide at this spot particularly. Mm-hmm. But if you get that outgoing tide and you can hit it in the middle of the night or early in the morning when nobody else is there, it's it's just game on. I mean, it's it's every bait in the water you're getting hit. It's and just... that's what we was the first time we were there. We got out there, we did some fishing, but tide was not. I where we wanted and you stuck it out yes <laughs> uh first off the nosium's really bad and mosquitoes but we did come Ooh. in clutch having uh, uh one of my listeners uh with our radio station at uh, new country 1031 he sent me over his uh own recipe for bill's nosquito spray so it's this it's this mosquito spray repellent that is i don't know what don't know is what's in, in that it. magical bottle <laughs> but listen here i have fished and hunted my whole life and get tore up i the noceums were just ridiculous i put that on i didn't get touched i didn't go outside anymore without it and this is what we said too we were like we're really gonna put bill's nosquito spray to the test because the mosquitoes have been so bad the noceums had just been they've been horrible yeah um well it's it's the warmer months that's just how it goes skeeters no and no seams, man. They just you know how it is. The but temperature like, goes up, and they just say, "Oh, blood to suck everywhere, <laughs> everywhere." Sometimes you gotta suck it up, Buttercup, to catch yeah, the fish. Yeah, we did. We did suck it up until there was no biting, and it was like midnight. I sucked it up, and I said, "I'm gonna go back to the camp. I'm gonna go crash a little bit." And then <laughs> I was I was getting texts blown up about where where are you? Well, I look at my phone. I'm like, this guy's fishing at whatever time. Two a.m. Was that what roughly yeah. the time? Two a.m. is when the it bike turned, turned on. on. So it turned on. I did go out there, have my phone, my Sh- flashlight. Get this, guys. <laughs> All right, on over. this chick shows up at it's probably like three now. You know, I've already caught eight eight or nine snook, and she shows up. I think you caught one snook, and then you're like. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm going back to the camper. I did. <laughs> I did. I'm like, and my da- my dad it. shows up too because he he didn't want to get out of bed, but he get he usually follows right behind me, and he's like, man, that didn't last long for her, now did it? I was like, <laughs> I nope. caught my one fish, and I was like, I'm gonna go back to bed. I said, I just wanted to catch the one, got a little taste for it, and then I was like, I'm I'm tired. I'm gonna go back lay down. There was a whole another day of fishing. I didn't want to be so tired. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, we were out there. I mean, we were just, I mean, I caught, I had a snook bite or a bite every single shrimp. We were, we were using live shrimp and every single bite was either a snook or a redfish. Well, I take that back. I did catch a couple catfish and ladyfish, but it was just nonstop action. And it was just the way we were having to do it is these fish would not hit anything because they were feeding on free-flowing shrimp coming through this uh, creek. So if you didn't have your shrimp out there, just you would throw it up current and let it drift back to you. And about usually about halfway back, they would smoke it. So it was just one after another. We didn't catch any snook with size per se. You know, it was a lot of littler fish, you know, in the 20-inch to 24-inch range. But it is so super fun. I mean, just catching that amount of snook was just like... This is awesome. I mean, like, it's better than it's definitely better than not catching anything, oh, regardless yeah. of the size of it, to the action and just it was it was typically there was a certain spot I remember just casting out and there's just this one little spot as soon as it would kind of go a little bit with the current and all of a sudden you hear the, like the little tug and then yank and you were like yes, <laughs> so it was the same and it was this one spot too. Yeah, they were they were biting pretty darn good and me and pops we're like man we got five dozen shrimp here we're we're gonna tear these up and. My dad ends up, the whole thing I'm out here to try and catch is a damn redfish. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to, he catches them every single night. He's out there all the time. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to catch my redfish. No, this six on bitch comes right next to me and catches a damn, what was it, like a 32 inch red. I'm like, you suck, man. <laughs> it is too, because they, they're always up there camping. We'll and I never thought I'd complain about catching snook after snook after snook, but it was... It well, was, when you want, you want that one fish. Well, it was, we caught so many snook that it was like, okay, I want to catch something different, you know, or I want to catch a monster, you know, but it was just nuts because the big, the big snook, they were smoking mullet. I mean, they were eating the shrimp too, but the big snook didn't want the shrimp. They were, they were eating on the mullet, you know, I put a mullet out, they didn't want nothing to do with it. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go back to catching my little fish, and hopefully I caught a red fish, you know. But I we fished from 2 a.m. till the sun started coming up at about 6.30 when they finally slowed down to where it was like, oh. I'm pretty sure, was, didn't you run out of bait, and that's why y'all came back in? Oh, yeah, we, we actually did, but I ended up casting it, because when the sun started coming up, all the pilchards came yes. through. So I cast netted a bunch of pilchards. And it was funny because when the snook bite turned off, the snapper bite turned on. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden, we're talking like big 12, 14, 16 inch mangroves are showed up. So it was, and I mean, you could see them under the dock. They were just everywhere. So I caught these and I started freelining those down and smoking the snapper. And, and it was, was like literally right. just dropping it right oh, off yeah. that dock. And then and mom just... showed up. <laughs> she drags her butt out of bed. She's like, oh, the sun's up. I'll go down there. And everybody leaves and it's me and her. And I'm catching the snapper. I'm like, all right, I got to get mom one of these. So I hook her up with these big pilchard. And she's using this weight. And I'm like, they don't want it like that, mom. Just... Yeah, they want to swim. So I told her she didn't want to retie. So I was like, look, just lift your weight up and make that thing just swim around. And as soon as she did that and stopped moving that weight, big old snapper came and plowed it. Crushed it. And so we ended up catching some keeper snappers there. And 
a lot of action on that. Just First, finding out the times, like the time to go is what really... We've got that pretty much down to a science now. I mean, the thing is, the fish will tell you right. when they're ready because you can you lose your ears. You know what I mean? You start hearing them. You're hearing them feed. Right. So you know they're active. Now you got to figure out what they want to eat and how they want to eat, get it presented to them in order to catch the fish, you know? And it, it changes all the time, but... Hence the name of the episode. We didn't need a boat. I mean, it was no. not necessary. It was, honestly, it was really cool, too, to have that because we did venture around off of the campground. We went a little further north. Uh, what was that bridge that we ended up we stopping went, at? We went up north to a bridge up in Melbourne, probably eight, eight or nine miles north of Sebastian Inlet, mm-hmm. where we were fishing. And, man, we went to that bridge and... And that was different, too, because we, we got there and people were packing up, too. And it was off time because we've been fishing overnight, you know, had breakfast, got more bait, got got ready to get out. And it was at this yep. point, it was our son, Scott's parents and, and us. And we ended up getting to the spot. You're on the rocks. So people know we're not actually we weren't actually fishing off the bridge. It was uh, it's like a little park. South yeah, of it. it was south of it. It's like a little park, but there's some rock structures out there and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, it's a couple hundred yards away from the bridge. And. Man, it, that we went there, and I was expecting when we went there to catch snapper and trout. That's pretty much yep. So we we're going our for some usual trouts. thing. We were just like, all right, we'll go to our trout spot, catch us some trouts. Maybe we'll get a couple keepers, you know, for the dinner table. And uh, I was sitting there free lining a shrimp, and it gets smoked. And this fish is fighting like crazy. And I was like, oh. And then I seen a little shine. I'm like, that's a jack. I'm thinking I got a redfish or something on here. And then all of a sudden it swims by again. And I mean, it's fighting really hard. Swims by and it's looking kind of round. And I literally said it in my head. And I didn't believe it. So I was like, no, no, it's a jack. And it was a big old pompano. And I, unfortunately, I didn't even get to watch this go down. And I'm hearing all this coach. I'm like, what is it? And he's like, it's a pompano. And I honestly was disbelief. I reel up my line. I'm like, hold on. I got to get over here. And it wasn't a little pompano. No, it was a big he pompano. Was a, it was a nice one. Yeah. And and I want to say, what was it? Maybe like fi- 10, 15 yards. Not even. How far out was it? Oh, uh, I mean, like, it, it, it ate just far. offside the rock pile. So it was probably 50 feet in front of me. The, is where incredibly close yeah so, and, and most people know that when you catch these pompanos they usually like that well one they're mainly in the oceans but they'll come in to the intercoastals and hang around the river mouths right. and stuff this was very far away from that was the last thing well, if you would have asked me what i was going to catch there i would have never thought of pompano not only that when we do go pompano fishing it's in juno and we're casting i mean we're yeah, casting way we're out there too the and we're off the beach so this was just unexpected so then scotty so get, why'd you have to run to your car I, yeah so i i catch this pompano and i'm like i gotta get the cooler get this thing right on ice yeah you know we're That's this is off. great we got seriously good dinner fish so i go to the car and i'm and i come back and i hear the same commotion she's hearing and i'm like what did she get and what did you get i caught a stud pompano she, in the same spot well, same spot so scotty was in his spot and i think our son went over and he tried to fish it he goes no no, no mom I'm, I'm gonna go back so i was like all right make up your mind so i go back over and i wasn't where i wasn't there when scotty was catching his fish so i had no idea i just cast out i had a jig on didn't i had, yeah we were doing different, we different i was things. freelining shrimp you were you freelining were, shrimp i had a you jig. were using a uh, jig head with a shrimp. with the shrimp yeah yeah and so 
I get it out there, just cast, and I, we're just chatting. His, my father-in-law's to my right, and all of a sudden, it just smokes it too. And I'm thinking the same thing. I was like, ah, oh, it's a jack. I'm like, he's fighting me. We're, I'm reeling. I get it up to the side, and I was like, wait, what? And I was like, that's not a pompano. My father-in-law was like, that, that can't be. I pull that up, and he said, no way. And Scott comes around the corner. He's like, what is it? I was like, I just got a pompano, same spot. And the guy next to us, this guy who had been fishing like all afternoon oh, or all poor, morning, that poor dude. He's like, and he says he fishes that spot. He's from the, the area. He's like, I fish here all the time. What are you What are you doing? I have never caught a pompano here. When I saw you caught that one, I lit up because I was like, we're going to limit out on pompano. If we got one after another, right. they're here. You know, guess what happened the rest of the time? <laughs> crick, 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 crick. Nothing. I don't crick. think we caught anything after that. I think we caught a couple little baby snapper. You got a little guy. I was like, well, how do you even I wish you could keep some of those little ones. I won't put them in they're fish just... tanks and name them. <laughs> But honestly, like that was just unexpected. So we wrapped things up there. We ended up going to like this uh, like seafood market and grabbed lunch yep. and headed headed back to the camp. And by this point, it's just hot. Oh. South Florida heat is no joke in summer. And what I feel if, like I this year. I think we were like lost most of the day. We just sat in the camper. We were like. Well, we cooled off and well, we ended up getting the tubes oh, out. Right. So my in-laws have, I don't know why they have like 17 of these huge inner tubes. And they're like, you know what? The current. I know why. Now we know why. So we put in, um, it was like this little beach area, and we ended up just blowing up all the inner tubes. We're like, let's just cool off float. Scotty made a, yeah. a cooler that did not work. I had this idea because we were on like just a little single inner tube, right? And I, I wanted to bring some beers with me. So I was like, okay, I got this whole idea of how I'm going to keep my beers cold and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so committed. Not the smartest guy. I never said I was the <laughs> smartest man in the world. Okay, I'm a to fisherman. Fair, you fished all night. Yeah, I all haven't day. <laughs> slept in probably almost 24 hours, you know, had some cervezas. <laughs> So I make this little cooler. I'm like, I'm going to tie it to my raft and just drag it in the water. At least it'll stay to the water yeah, temperature. Yeah, the water was cool. In about 3.5 minutes, that <laughs> beer was water temperature, which here in South Florida is about 88 degrees. <laughs> so I grabbed my first beer. He, he I mean, I, I've literally been in the tube three minutes and I grab it. I'm like, I can't even drink this. <laughs> Tastes like pee. See? <laughs> it was, I felt so bad. I was, and I here I am, my, my whole drink. So I'm like, I'm just going to sip this one, baby, this drink. Mm -hmm. So it, it's really cool the way the current goes. You just kind of float out just past the, the island and you just kind of go around it. It just loops around and it'll loop you back towards that dock that we yeah. were fishing on. So, so the way the island works is it works as like an eddy to where you can ride the tube all the way around. It's a few miles, you mm -hmm. know, you ride this tube around the outside into the bay. And then when you get to the other side of the island, we didn't get there. We cut across it, but... If you get to the other side, the current's actually coming back the opposite way, which is so it's doing like a circle around this island. So you mm -hmm. could just ride a tube like the lazy river in salt water, you know? You <laughs> we just... were all linked up. We all had one. So yep. it was all five of us just going through in the what is it, the west side of that um island there. There's this little beach. So we we're kind of coming up to and our son's like, let's, you know, hop off explore. And I'm like, all right, cool. So he's just kind of swimming around. He's got his goggles. This kid comes up with this huge blue crab and he's like mom and just throws it on my like chest stomach area as i'm floating and i think it's alive yeah she's totally i panic flip mode. out of my tube so fast the thing has been sitting at the bottom of the water dead for who knows how long the the liquid juices that came out of this crab all over my chest and my stomach just all over me floating in this tube I, I honestly, first time was puked. 
I was super upset. I spilt my drink. She was uh, definitely not a happy camper. No. I told this kid he was grounded for like all of yeah, the rest like, of his you're life. Grounded for the rest of your I life. I was so angry. I smelled so bad, y'all. I can't even. I'm thinking of the smell right now. I, I had a shirt. I had to take my shirt off. I had to tie it up because it stunk so bad. All the juices just like seeped into it and into my bathing suit. You know what the funny <laughs> part about that whole situation is, right? You took it one way and I took it a different. You took it as like, oh, you little SOB. You just oh, threw yes, I did. Me, I took it as such a proud dad moment. Because Why? He, Why would you? He, think- had, he had no idea that blue crab was dead. and He grabbed it the right way. He was going to catch it without oh hesitation. God. That's my boy. Went and caught him that I blue mean, crab the- like, a, like a little stunner. And he was all about it. I'm pretty sure he knew it was dead. It was probably just sitting at the bottom so. upside he down. He went at it pretty damn close, and he was holding it by the claws like it was going to pinch him. I he mean, threw it on me, Scott. Let's just let's go back to the I real. Mean, from my chair, it was pretty damn hilarious. <laughs> you didn't smell for like two days straight. Uh, it did stink. I mean, that was I pretty was, brutal. It was the nastiest smell ever, and I was just I, that's. I think that's where we crossed over. We yeah. crossed the it's island. It's because he's used to it. Because w- that's another thing you can do a lot up there is catch blue crabs up in Sebastian. We do that. a oh, lot. Oh, he loves it. We yeah. we always have a we throw a crab trap out, see what we can do. Because then it's always we always get like one or two, and, and if we get one, well, we, he yeah, eats if it. we bring one, <laughs> and he's like, all right, let's eat. If your we crabs. get one, that's him. He's like, throw it on the grill. <laughs> I yep. want to eat it. Go get for me. Not what I was so hoping for. After she did that, we weren't allowed to ride around the whole island. So <laughs> I we had to so take bad. a shortcut and walk straight across the island to get to the other side. And then we pop out in this flat and I biff it. <laughs> oh, your toe. <laughs> and literally slice my toe wide open on an oyster bar because I'm not planning on walking in anything. I'm barefooted. Oh, yeah. No, none of us. We did not have yeah, any water have shoes on. I'm not planning on crossing we just... a damn oyster bar to get back early because yeah, somebody's we... having a BF because of the damn rotten crab. It was pretty cool because when we got over, so now the tides changed and it's it was only like, what was it? Like maybe. It got it got pretty deep when we got back towards the. Uh... But where you guys were doing the clamming. Oh, that, well, it comes up to like so three we... feet, two feet. Yeah. So where we went back in, we kind of walk out. It, it drops down. But then there's, I guess it would be like a sandbar. Yeah, that's it's in the a, middle of it. Well, it's like it. half oyster bar, half sandbar. It's like okay. a shoal. I'm in the mud digging for clams. And all of a sudden I hit something and I'm like, oh, and I go to grab it and it's a big old blue crab, but he's alive. And I, I don't know how I didn't get pinched. I'm not sure how you didn't either. I don't know. Because I, I double grabbed him. What were those little things you, you found that you were throwing at us? Little sponge pods. Little sponge pods. I was like, wait, I got pegged with it. I did get hit with something, but that was from you. <laughs> it looks like this big old parasite. And that was over you guys. I was so over you guys. So we, we found these and we're, now we're throwing them at mom. That's a whole new game. Uh- that's the thing. When you're on a raft like that out in the middle of the water, it ain't middle where you can go. <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't get any, any clams. We didn't really put any just, time We didn't put much it. time at all. It was just, Which we need to get off. back out there and go do that. And I try. need some clams in my life. But honestly, that was a nice little in-between the fishing and just... I'll and tell you this. Just... That was probably some of the, the best land fishing that I've done in X amount of years. I right. mean, it's, it's been... You know, I've been on boats a lot lately, you know, and for the last... I don't know, 10 years. And, and if we do, I mean, if we do, it's usually we're just like bass fishing somewhere, just hitting spots exactly, locally. Exactly. If we're not on a boat. So it is nice to get up there. And it was cool just to to see the different fish a different way than we're typically do. Like we mentioned, like overnight. Yeah. And luckily, I will say this. We know the area kind of well, so we know what's going to be better. But any anybody with any fishing knowledge can, you know, kind of put it together. You want that flowing water up right. there. You want somewhere the water's moving where the fish can ambush little fish, mm-hmm. you know, their bait fish, 
or rocky structures with also with water coming around them. You know, obviously there has to be certain times of the day, the, the middle of the days, you know, you can catch fish, but they're not, you know, gorging. And themselves. we honestly, we'll get into some tackle time because we switched up a lot and we were all using something different at some point. We had yeah. five different rods out. Yep. Two things pretty much prevailed over everything, you know, minus the, the pilchards, which we're not going to count because we didn't fish with those yeah, very we, much. It wasn't we're much just at talking all. about live shrimp. So we were, the three types of rigs we were using for the most part, well, four types of rigs. We were using a, uh, it's called a Texas rig, you know, a weight, a liter, and a shrimp. We were using a popping cork, which you have a, uh, a cork that you're going to pop to get the attention of the fish. And then you got a, basically a free line shrimp underneath there that's, you know, not on the bottom. It's halfway up the water column. Then we had jig heads where what you want to do is you pop the very end of a tail off, run that jig head up almost like you're making a live shrimp into a lure. And then you throw those out and then just bounce them along the bottom like it's a shrimp swimming backwards. That's my personal favorite to that, use. That does is very effective. And then the other one is we were just straight freelining shrimp, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I was. Yeah, you were doing that most of the I time. I was most of the time doing that because that was working out well for me. But the, the freeline shrimp and the jig head shrimp by far were. We also had weights and bobbers for like, like your mom was doing that and landing because yep. they just didn't want to hold the rod yeah, we the whole time. So they just. You know, they toss it out, leave it, you know, let the line. I know. I was trying to tell mom, like, switch over to this. This is what they're eating. She's like, nope, this is what I want. (laughs) She just wanted to cast it out, set a rod. There are times (laughs) when that just turns on, you know, and that's why you have to explore all your options when you're inshore fishing. You know, you have to just any any kind of fishing. And we had it all at the same time, too. Typically, when you're by yourself, you're trying this for a little while, switch it to this for a little while. Luckily, I happen to be using the, the technique that the fish wanted. Same with you. I was say, I think at one point we, you and I were rotating just the free line, and I did catch a, a few snook on that. Yeah, I do like since you showed me that one the last I don't know x amount of times we went fishing, and you kind of really got me hooked on fishing that way with it. I yep. have been every time we go up there now. Yeah, that's the Ever my since preferred you stole method. My giant trout. That was the day. <laughs> and one day, yeah, when, when I switched. caught him. Yep. <laughs> but if so I could say anything, don't get too locked into one technique. You know, you might slay them one day on this technique, but feel free to switch it up if you're not catching fish. You know, maybe you yeah, won't catch fish, maybe you will, but you have to be able to switch up your things. I say this all the time. You have to, you just got to stay diligent. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I'm going to move spots. I'm going to try this. It's not as easy as if you want to go out there and just sit there and do nothing, go catfishing. You know, right. you throw out a bait and do nothing. If you really want to put some numbers and have some fish and get yourself some dinner or just have a heck of a lot of fun catching right, right, a bunch right. of fish, you got to constantly be changing it up, changing your spots. You know, it's you can't sit there and fish the same spot either for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, fish could be there one hour and they're gone the next. Just like when we were fishing on the dock, come daylight, they were gone. Like, it's not like they weren't eating. They weren't there. And I could, it's just like the one guy that was fishing when we caught the pompano at that, that spot. He was like, I fish here all the time. It's his go-to spot. And he asked what we were doing and, and like what tackle we were using. Yep. We were like, you got, and he, what he was like, I'm going to go. He had his daughter with him, but yep. he was like, I'm going to go get what you told me and I'm going to come back. And I would, I would love to see that guy again. I know. I, know. Next, I hope we run into him one day. Cause he was a, just a real cool dude. And he, he was actually in the spot where I wanted the fish, but it was, he was with his daughter, you know, that's, yeah. he was there first, but most people would be like, damn, these people just show up, start slaying fish in front of me, which has happened a lot. And they get mad at you. 
This guy was polar opposite. He was like rooting he, for us, man. Uh, he yeah, was he just was real like, excited. What's up? That's awesome. Da da da. You know, throughout our YouTube channel and stuff. So hopefully yeah, we even all that showed out. him what what jigs we were using, how yep. we were using with the shrimp because he also I think he had he didn't have live shrimp. No, he um, was using. He had frozen. I think. he had frozen mullet and he was using artificial. And artificial. So he was trying to catch redfish. Yeah, but then we but when we told him we were like just you know give this a try next time you come and, yep. and see what you catch because I mean we were. Pulling. I mean, the snappers weren't the large hey, ones, man, but, you know. If you're out there and you listen to it, hit me up. Social media, Scotty D Outdoors, <laughs> man. I'd love to hear from you how I'm, you did. I know. I would really like to run into that guy again. It was really cool. But it's uh, that's what it's about. It's trying different things. And we love trying to help you better your fishing technique. Yep. Um, and doesn't matter if you're an avid fisherman or you've never even picked up a fishing pole before. Yep. Uh, we always tell you, go to your local tackle shops, you know, Tell them what you're what you're going for. They're going to let you know. Yeah, they're going to give you an idea of what's biting. I mean, they're not going to tell you, you know, hey, go Specifics, here, you're going to yeah. catch fish. But they could tell you, hey, the people are catching this, people are catching that. We say that all the time, but it, it is a big tool, especially if you're in a new area and you don't know what's going on in that area. Talk to the tackle owners. You know, they don't have any reason to lie to you. If anything, you catch more fish, they sell more bait. And like we said, bounce around. Like, you know, find out what the tides are and, and hit different areas where you are like we did just because we didn't have the boat. We weren't going to go yep. to certain areas we used to get, we usually go to. We just... You know, it was actually really nice to not have the boat, too, because... It's a lot. You don't have that stress of getting fuel, getting this, getting that, you know, having to launch the boat, clean the boat when you're done. It frees up a lot more time mm-hmm. to do what is, in that situation is important to me. And we just spent a lot of time as a family. Next time we go on the tubes, just kind of floating around, I'm going to bring my fishing pole. Oh, definitely. Because I, that, I, I, that I west side of it, I oh, was like. You know how many trout I could have caught there? That's what I was thinking. We, we, we went across like the greatest seagrass flat ever <laughs> and we didn't have a pole. I was like, well, it was, this is stupid. And my worked. beer and my beer got warm. I was just <laughs> trial you know, and error. Now we know. <laughs> I had an angry wife that got crab juice. <laughs> but like well, I said, guys, make sure you try different techniques, artificials, just everything. Throw it all at them. See what they like. Pay attention to the weather. Pay attention to the time of the day. Pay attention to the current. All of it plays a role in fishing. Well, thank you all for checking out the Catch Em Up podcast. Please subscribe to our channel, too. I'll be back with some more fishing. We're getting into hunting now, hunting season. I know you got a lot of... Next week, I start my gators. The gator, yep, we did the gator episode, so we got some tags to fill, yep, too. I'll so. get on here tell you guys how that goes. I'm sure that's going to be a interactive right. episode there, because it is just pure chaos when gator hunting. I'm kind of excited about this, so I'm going to get out on one of those two hunts, see how that goes. But um, until we chat next time, y'all get out there and catch them up. <laughs>